0: Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hello and welcome back. Today's episode is a really fun one. It is the audio from an Instagram live that I did with Liv. And she is an ADHD coach for women. And she also has a background of being a school psychologist. So if you're a mom with ADHD, I think you are going to love, love, love this episode. I talk about my own experience. And she talks about some of her tips that she can bring into parenting with ADHD or just, you know, being a female with ADHD. I will put her Instagram link in the show notes if you want to go follow her. She's excellent. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Okay. Good morning,
1: everyone. I'm just waiting for Lindsay to hop on here. Um, Lindsay is actually a child therapist and a... Oh, there's Lindsay. Uh, mindful motherhood educator. So let me see if I could get her in. Hopefully this works out. Hi, everyone. Welcome.
0: Yay! It worked. I'm glad. <laughs> hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. So I was just saying, um, how I'll just kind of introduce us a little bit. I'm, you know, an ADHD life coach and a former school psychologist and you are a child therapist and a mindful motherhood educator, um, who also is a mom with ADHD as well. Yes, Yes. Um, I have ADHD, but I'm not a mom, (laughs) but we'll discuss all of that. So, um, you know, I think the most important thing for us to talk about today is just being a mom with ADHD
0: and the challenges that come with that. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, it's it. And I wasn't diagnosed until after I was a mother. And so and looking back, I can see like that. I definitely always had ADHD before, but it after becoming a mom it became unmanageable without medication so I and I think a lot of m- mothers go through that where maybe they have ADHD and it feels manageable and like they have the skills and the workarounds and then once they become a parent everything just becomes so overwhelming that you it feels like you can't function at all so
1: Yeah. And well, it's adding another layer because not only are you trying to navigate your own challenges and your own day-to-day things, now you have kids that you have to navigate in a whole household. So it brings Mm -hmm. a layer of challenges. It's like Mm -hmm. mom guilt on steroids. I think I talked about this with someone else once and it's real. Um, And just being women in general, like, you know, doing household things and daily things can be a challenge when you have ADHD Mm -hmm. and then on having kids on top of it um so I know you had mentioned that you didn't realize it until you were a before you like until you became a parent what was like the one thing that made you realize oh I think I might have
0: ADHD it was really hard for me to um switch tasks so I would be I was able to do things and get things done but I had to do them I didn't do them in an order that made sense. And if I got interrupted, I would feel really irritable and frustrated. And I wasn't able to like plan um, the order in which you want to do things like cleaning a house or cooking dinner or what needed to come first. And then if I got interrupted, it was really difficult for me to like come back and finish or, um, and I was really snappy and irritable. So for me, that was the thing that was like, Oh, this, this isn't normal. And um, I definitely need to, to do something about this before the symptoms were always like presented more like i thought it was anxiety but um but i was always able to kind of do things in my own order and on my own time and then i had kids and that's just not possible with kids so
1: did you realize that you kind of struggled with that stuff before kids as well Kind of got yeah worried?
0: like a little bit i i realized that um that like the motivation wasn't always there and i couldn't it takes a lot for me to manage like cleaning will always felt like a lot for me, like figuring out like, how, how do you clean a house and the systems for cleaning and things like that. It always felt like a lot, but I never, and I think I was in denial a little bit. Like I didn't want to admit that, like I struggled with that. Um, but then it created a lot of anxiety because it's like, I don't know how to clean my house. How come I don't know how to clean my house? I'd over-focus on it and then feel a lot of shame. Like I'm a bad wife or a bad person because I can't keep my house clean. Yeah, that's,
1: I kind of want to dive into that, like, shame feeling, right? And like the guilt, because yeah. I think that's really what a lot of women deal with in general, especially with ADHD, but also being a mom, right? Um, I mean, I'm not a mom, so I can't speak to that. But I've, I've worked with a lot of moms. And I know that that's like, one of the hardest things is like, that guilt and like, also feeling like, I can't keep up with things that I'm supposed to keep up with as a woman, right? right. Like, household and then you know that feeling of failure and defeat kind of becomes like a perpetual cycle like over and over again
0: yeah and and it's like I could get every like I could get everything done or clean but I couldn't maintain it right and then I would be like okay how come I can't maintain this normal when it seems like everyone else around me is able to maintain like of a functioning household, and yeah, it creates, you feel like you 're a bad person or there's something wrong with you or you're not meant to be a mom, even even though like and one of the big things I talk about a lot is how like cleaning a house, running a household that 's not motherhood. Motherhood is the relationship you have with your kids, but I think those things go hand in hand with um motherhood and so we feel like i'm a bad mom because i can't do this or um i like for me it was like i can't be a a stay-at-home parent because i can't manage the household so it's easier for me to just go to work and where i feel confident about my abilities
1: yeah you know it's interesting that you bring up that like comparison part too because you know women with adhd have a harder time doing the more simpler household tasks um than other moms do. And so that comparison could come in like, hey, how come like my friend or this other person can do all these things? And like, why am I struggling? Like, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Maybe I'm not for this. And, you know, I know that a lot of moms with ADHD who do have a a job outside of the home, they tend to excel really well in what they do. And like, they continue to focus on that because the stuff at home is just so overwhelming and unbearable that it's like, I'd rather just continue to focus on what I'm good at. And I know I'm good at. And I think that sometimes it can leave moms feeling a little disconnected from their kids or maybe even their spouse.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, and it takes a lot of effort. So like something that I do and I recommend that all my clients do, whether I'm seeing their child or I'm seeing the mother is to spend like quality one-on-one time with their child each day for 10 to 15 minutes and it really helps with that connection piece for your child right but also for yourself so when I go to bed at night it doesn't matter if I was able to like cook dinner or get my house clean or whatever it was like I had that quality time with my kid and it kind of brings me back to center and back to what's actually important versus these things that aren't that important but we tend to focus on a lot yeah
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great way to segue into that, like, spending a few minutes, like every single day with your kids to create that connection, but also like that connection with themselves. So once they're more connected to themselves, then they can feel more connected to everyone around them. I know Mm -hmm. I have a client who's currently working on that right now. She's a mom to three boys and one who she thinks actually might have ADHD because he gets sensory overload. And it's like, okay, like then let's put on being a mom with ADHD and also having a child with ADHD. And it's like, you want to like help them to like decompress from their sensory overload and you're getting like overloaded because you're helping them. So then it's good to take your time to recognize. And it's really just becoming more self-aware of like, you know, how you're feeling like in your body and all of that stuff. So I think that that's also important to, to know.
0: Yeah and my son has ADHD um and he's 6 and so some of the things like I see in him I can I can literally feel like exactly what he feels like and it's actually helped me as a mom because I know and I know what helps and what doesn't help and how to respond to him in a more patient and calm and loving connected way but sometimes uh, you uh, that's where I have to be really in tune with myself and taking care of myself because if I'm not okay I can't help him through that at all. Like if he's um, like triggering me or overloading me, then I can't respond to him. And then that just perpetuates the guilt cycle, right? Like I yelled at him or I didn't handle it the way I wanted to. I'm a bad mom or so much shame, right? Like, so um, it's, it's really helpful. And then it brings me back to this is why I need to do these things to make sure that I'm okay so I can show up and parent. Yeah,
1: I I love that you brought that up too, is like, you know, kind of also making time to like, take care of yourself and put yourself first. And I feel like as women with ADHD, one of um, the most difficult things we have is being able to put ourselves first, we tend to like, fall into the people pleasing tendency.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It can be hard to navigate and work Mm -hmm. through. You know, it's like going into that perpetuating cycle. So it's like kind of being gentler on yourself. And like, you know, stop beating yourself up is like one of the first things that I think we have to do to start to work through that.
0: Yeah. And making sure like for me, it's doing the basic things that help ADHD that I need to do. Exercising, getting enough sleep, Making sure my diet's good. Like those are the things that if I'm off, then my entire life is off because my brain literally cannot function properly if I'm not doing those things and just being aware of that, like, so making sure that that is set first and I take care of myself first and then I can take care of everyone else in my life.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I love that you brought up those things because, um, without them, it does make our ADHD symptoms worse when we're not getting enough sleep and sleep for us in general is difficult. So it could take some time to work through that. And, you know, if you don't get enough sleep one night, it's okay. But to just kind of try to get like seven to eight hours of sleep, I know that that's huge and the exercise and it doesn't have to be anything crazy, like small you know, like I literally have a dance party every morning
0: <laughs> to get like
1: up and like, you know, like whatever feels right to you. Um, I think that that's important. And I know like when it comes to, to food and nutrition, sometimes it's hard for us to, we get so distracted and so into our things that always like right away. Isn't, you know, I know sometimes like I have to keep reminders for myself to even just like, eat a protein bar or like something like that. So, um, You know and drink our water water
0: is important too yeah the timers i have so many timers in my phone to like eat and drink water and the dance party thing i love that and that's something that i do with my kids too so it's a way like if you're a mom with adhd that's where you can get your dopamine up but also um like interact with your children and connect with your children in a fun and playful way sometimes i think as moms with adhd we get so stressed about getting everything done and like because that executive functioning is so much harder for us we're in our own head so much that we, we forget to stop and just enjoy those little moments. And so like being able to like have the dance party and do that, or let your kids help you cook dinner or those little things can help with the dopamine and with just like feeling more connected and less in your head.
1: Yeah. I love that. Like doing it with your kids. Like I know that if I ever have kids, they will be joining me on my dance party. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it's like we are so focused on we have so much going on inside of our head right that it's hard for us to kind of like stop and pause and you know be present and to remind ourselves that you know we get to have fun too you know even adults like we get to have fun we get to like just enjoy life for what it is instead of always feeling like we have this giant to-do list of things that need to be done so that we can like you know feel like we're being a good mom or a good woman or whatever that looks like and you know we get to also just like have fun i think you know once i was diagnosed like one of the things that i was like easier and more accepting of myself was like i always had a playful spirit and for a while i just kind of like shut it out and i was like once i tapped back into that it just changed a lot for me and like i'm like i'm it's okay that i'm like
0: a giant like playful person like it's fine what suggestions do you have for people to like tap back into that playful spirit
1: um i think setting aside time for it like it and like writing a list of like what are those things that are like playful for you right it could be so many different things it could be going out in nature um i am one for swings so like i live in california i went to go find like a hidden swing you know like random things like that um and for me it's music so I make it a part of my day every day. So it's like, what are those things that like, are your like, bring out your playful spirit and start incorporating that into your day. Even if it's like 10 minutes every day.
0: Yeah, music is so good for your dopamine levels. And I think that's something people miss or forget about is that it's so good. So if you have a song that like gets you pumped up, that can be so helpful.
1: Yeah. Um, And, you know, I know you had mentioned, I kind of want to go back to, and depending on how old your kids are is like, and I know I've seen you um, post this in your stories with your kids helping you. Mm -hmm. I think that that's huge. I think we forget that like our kids can also like learn to help us. And then that also helps them learn like their own skills and responsibilities. So
0: how do you get your kids to help you? So I try it and I try to make it just a part of the daily routine. I have a timer in my phone for the evening and we all clean up. Like we all pick up they and their job specifically is to pick up the playroom and then like their bedrooms, if there's anything. So it's stuff that they've used during the day and they pick it up and put it away. Um, and then I, I have them help like, Anytime they want to help, I try and capitalize on that. So, like, if I'm folding laundry and they want to fold laundry, I let them fold it and I don't go back and redo it because I'm, like, fostering that love of, like, helping and doing things instead of, like, trying to force them to do chores. Or if I'm unloading the dishwasher, they usually want to help, and so they put the silverware away. And it's a disaster, but, like, I just leave it. Because then it's like they enjoy it, they feel helpful. So anything that they can do at an age-appropriate level, I have them do, and I try and give them a little bit of independence. Like I have one that really loves to feed the dogs, so I let her try and do it on her own, and then if she needs help, she'll come back to me and say, "Can you help me with this?" and and I'll go help her. But then it becomes nice because it's like one less thing for me to have to worry about. I can say, like they, I know that at nighttime they will pick up the playroom, and so I can focus on the other stuff I need to do.
1: I love that. And I love that you kind of said, like, even though it's not like perfect and it might be a little messy, you just let it be. Because I think that's also something that we can like get so focused on is like things needing to be like a certain way or like perfect or this. And it's like releasing that and letting it go and be like, it's it's done and it doesn't need to be perfect. It's good enough. They did it. And just to kind of let it be.
0: Yes and like so say you're cleaning your kitchen and you notice like there's a spot on the wall and then all of a sudden you want to clean like the whole wall like I just try and bring myself back to like okay I am just cleaning the counters right now (laughs) like I'm just that is all I'm doing and I set a timer usually like I clean in like 15 minute increments so I just set a timer then when the timer is up I make myself stop so I don't get sucked into that like I want to clean and organize every little thing in my house until I burn out from exhaustion yeah
1: Cause I think that's important too, is like our energy levels, because we can get carried away sometimes, especially when we get stuck in like the hyper-focusing and it's a good reminder to kind of like slow down a little bit so that we're not like burning out. And I do the same thing. Like, um, I mean, I don't have kids to like take but I have to still take after myself. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do things in like smaller chunks. Like I'll focus on one thing at a time and just leave the thing for the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, and even when it comes to laundry, I know that that could be super overwhelming to do it like every week. So sometimes like something that might help is just doing one small load every day. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what I do. And I just do it start to finish. So I know when to like stop and then it's, I, I fold it and put it away. And that's part of the, the one thing a day, one load a day. And then it gets put away because that's where I struggle. It's like the folding and putting away.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, And, you know, when it comes to, I know you had mentioned that you kind of have created like a, a system or like some kind of like structure, um, with you and your kids. Um, do you want to just talk about maybe just, you don't have to do it in depth, but just like how you started to, yes, uh, that that might help.
0: So I re so I, um, researched a bunch of different, like cleaning and household systems and I would try them and none of them felt right for me or like I could maintain them. And so what I've done is I've taken like what works from like two or three different systems. And I'll tell you, so one of them's clean mama. I don't know if people know her and then the other one's like fly lady, which is a common one for people with ADHD. And I like mesh them together to make them work for me. And so I've just taken the parts that work for me and it takes trial and error. And I have to remind myself that And if you're going to do like some kind of household management system, like it's not going to be perfect and you're going to try it one way. And then if that doesn't work, you can adjust it. You don't have to make something work that doesn't work for you or your brain. And so that's been the biggest thing is like create, like doing a lot of research and then like combining these systems together in a way that works for me and for like my schedule and my family I think
1: that's huge and that's a good point to make is that it's kind of like trial and error and like some things aren't going to work just because it worked for someone else and Mm -hmm. to not get down about it because I think the other thing especially for people that are like just maybe like learning about their ADHD and like trying to figure out like what works for them and I tell this to my clients all the time like it's a process and it's not going to be like oh this is what's going to work and go with it it's going to be like let's see like what actually works for you. And if it doesn't, you throw it away. Like it doesn't need to be a part and it's okay, you know, to not like get down. Like, why is this not working for me? Because we are all different in our own way. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses. Um, So it's important to know like, okay, let me try these. And if it doesn't work, I can move on to the next thing. So I love that you mentioned that because I think that's important. Um, It kind of goes back to like the, beating ourselves up and feeling like, you know, we're broken and something's wrong with us. And it's like really working through that, like acceptance, um, yeah. have these challenges and it's okay. And my kids still love me at the end of the day, cause I'm doing the best that I can and that's good enough.
0: Yeah. And then just, I, I think like affirmations and reminding yourself that like motherhood is not how clean your house is. It is not, you know, how organized you are, it is your relationship with your child and bringing it back to that. And, and then focusing on like, I did my best and that's, that's all I can do. Right. So I have like different, I have affirmation cards or I put them on a sticky note on my mirror, just things to remind me that like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the best I can and that's okay.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love the mirror thing. I use, um, a dry, a dry erase marker. Oh I don't... yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. (laughs) Because then you could just wipe it off and put something new whenever you want. Um, But I usually do like a weekly one. But I love that. And I I think that's important too. And like, kind of going back to like the practice of, you know, reminding yourself like each day, like what you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And what gratitude, but also like, I know that sometimes affirmations can be hard for some people, if they're picking things that just aren't realistic to how they're truly feeling. Mm-hmm. So I tell people when they are doing affirmations or starting it to pick things that are realistic. It doesn't have to be something that maybe you feel is a huge stretch for you, but, you know, it could be something that's, you know, realistic, but has a positive twist on it, you know?
0: Yeah, you have to buy into it or they don't work. And, yeah. and they, they feel weird if you do something that doesn't feel true to who you are. So I think that's
1: really important and to also know that like you're not alone you know I I know that you talk about this a lot and I talk about this a lot as well um you know ADHD can in itself just be very challenging and you can feel alone and hopeless sometimes and you know put motherhood on top of that and it has its own challenges and so it's knowing that there are other people out there just like you who have the same challenges, who are also working through it. And, you know, you get to have support. You get to have that. And, you know, one of the things too that I talk about, you know, if you can outsource things, outsource them to people. I know sometimes it can, it could seem like a lot, but maybe like once a month, if you can get a cleaning lady to just do like dive so you don't have to like try to think of ways to like lift things off your plate because you're also not meant to do it alone. And get your spouse on board, you know, like if you are, you know, if you have one and you're not a single mom, like, and if you are a single mom, maybe get a family member, someone who can help you like once a month with certain things that are more challenging for you that you really can't do on your own.
0: Yeah. And so, and when you have ADHD, your brain does have some superpowers in some areas and there are things that you are really good at. And so if you can outsource and take some of it off your plate, whether it's like the yard work or the house cleaning, then that gives you more time and energy to focus on like those things that, um, make you feel good. And the superpower areas kind of of your brain.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think that's also important too, because if we're putting all of our energy into the things that are so challenging, it can, like, make us forget what our strengths are and what we are good at. Um, And when we tap more into the things that we are naturally, like, really good at, um, I think that it helps build our confidence as well mm-hmm. and brings back our self-esteem. Because I think one of the things that we struggle with the most is, like, our self-esteem. So it's, like, trying to build that back up and, like, what we are capable of. Because our challenges can make us feel like well, I'm so terrible at all of these things, like and forget what we're actually
0: really good at because we do have a lot of strengths. Yeah, especially in motherhood, because when you're a mom, especially if your kids are young. So my kids are really young. My son is six and then I have twins that are three. So uh so much of my time is consumed with like parenting and motherhood at this age that if um that part is something that I struggle with, like um, maintaining the house and doing all those things. Like it's really easy to get caught in like feeling really bad about myself. Um, Someone at a different stage with older kids may feel different or um, may have more free space to do different things. But I think it kind of depends on that too.
1: Usually when that happens, like when you get in that place where you're feeling super overwhelmed, what usually helps you like kind of like get out of that feeling?
0: Um, so I try to get out of my house, (laughs) um, because there's like, when I'm in my house, it's always like the, the to-do list and the cleaning and what I should be doing. And so if I can get out of my house, even if it's just taking my kids to the park or, um, taking them on a drive and going through like the Starbucks drive through just anything to just like reset and remember like, okay, this is not, um, like, this is just a small piece of my life. Um, and it is not the big picture, and it is not what's important. So just anything to help me remember what's really important. I think
1: that's great, and I think, like, kind of interrupting that by doing something, like, going outside can be super helpful, or, you know, whatever that looks like, Um, because I know it can be harder when, you know, you have, like, an infant, or, you know, it does look different depending on your, your children's age, you know, but I do think that that's, like, super important to kind of, like, Get away from that overwhelm and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like calming your brain down before you can actually like pinpoint. Okay, like, what is the most triggering thing for me, because mm-hmm. we all, triggers. I think I talked about this once in one of my posts, and then, you know, coming up with a plan like of just making things a little bit simpler for ourselves.
0: Yeah. And so I remember when my twins were like infants and my husband had just gone back to work, my goal was literally just to get out of the house once a day, even if it was to get in the car and go for a drive. Cause like, I couldn't take them in anywhere. Cause that was too overwhelming, but just like getting out of the house just seemed like the thing that helped me be able to come back and focus and either do stuff around the house or do what I needed to do with them.
1: Yeah. I love that. I, and I'm sure like the drive for them probably
0: also in some yeah. ways. Is-
1: for them right
0: yeah just like just that shift in energy a little bit yeah that's awesome um are we
1: missing anything else i feel mm-hmm. like we
0: talked a lot of yeah
1: really good points um you know i think one of the main things is just to know like you're not alone um and you know you're not a failure you're not a bad mom um You know, you're doing the best that you can and kind of like trying to be a little bit gentler on yourself is like one of the first things um, before all the other
0: stuff. Yeah, just take and sometimes I tell people just like one thing, pick one little baby step and take that and just focus on that for now because, you know, it's going to be slow and it's going to be progress or a process, but you're not alone and there's tons of support and just one small baby step.
1: Yeah, I love that because we tend to want to like take all the things on at once and then that just creates too much overwhelm for our brains because it's too much information, too much to process, too much to organize and figure out. So like focusing on that one small thing makes it seem for our brains a lot like, okay, I can actually do this. Mm -hmm. When you do it, it builds your confidence up. So um, I think that's huge. I love that.
0: And then- well, It was so great to talk with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no,
1: I'm so glad we should do this again sometime. Okay. And thank you for, you know, just sharing your tidbits as a mom with ADHD as well. Yeah, of course. I think it's super helpful for everyone to hear. Um, if anyone has any further questions, they could reach out to myself or you. Um, and I'll post this so that people can also get the replay. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome uh, hi
0: if you want more of Mindful as a Mother you can find me on Instagram at Linz underscore Adams L-C-S-W once again at Lins L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams LCSW <music>